in a world where biblical truth has been modeled, Triumphant in Christ podcast is aimed at building hope, strengthening, inspiring, and unraveling the mysteries of faith, the Christian faith, and most importantly, restoring the old paths of Christian faith. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through her the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Welcome to Triumphant in Christ. Hi, welcome back to Triumphant in Christ podcast, back on the Spiritual Warfare series, Know Your Weapons, and this is the third episode. I honestly hope that the first and the second episode has been a blessing to you. I would love to hear from you. Why not drop a comment on the platform where you listen to the podcast? Also, why don't you subscribe or just hit follow button on any of the platforms so you get the notification as new podcasts have been uploaded? I also want to encourage you to look out for Praying Psalms, the new series that comes up on the podcast on Monday mornings. We'll be praying the book of Psalms on this journey, and I'm so excited and looking forward for what God is about to do in our lives in this season. Well, this is the third episode on the Know Your Weapon series, Spiritual Warfare. On the first episode, we identified what spiritual warfare is and strongholds and um, what it actually means, the fact of spiritual warfare. And one of the facts that I established is that spiritual warfare can be overcome because it has a beginning. Definitely, it can have an ending. And we also established how spiritual warfare can, how strong goods can be formed in our lives. And in the second episode, we identified the facts that we need to discern what we are actually up against. If you do know the enemy you're fighting, you're just beating against the head. So it's good to identify, is this really a strong good? Or is it just a delay in prayer? We need to identify when it's a stronghold, when it's spiritual warfare, then we know what to do. And when we're actually up against an enemy, we know what to do. Well, today we're continuing digging deep into the weapons of our warfare. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not fleshly. They are not man-made. We don't go to the spiritual battle with spears and knives and guns. We go there with spiritual weapons. And what did Paul say? He said they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are mighty in God. They are mighty through God. And I already established, before we can fight spiritual warfare, you have to be sure that you are saved. Perhaps you're listening to me today and you are yet to know the Lord Jesus. I would want to invite you even at this point before I go on into the series. Salvation is important. Salvation is a point where we come into the family of God. It's a change of family name. It's a change of identity. Everyone born on earth is born into sin, into a world broken and separated from God. God created us, yes, but we are separated from him because of sin. But God has a remedy in place. God had planned beforehand that his son would come into the world to redeem us from sin, from destruction, and make us a part of his family. And for that purpose, Jesus came in human flesh. He went to the cross. He paid for the sin that he did not commit so that we can become the sons of God. The son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men can become sons of God. 
He was killed on that cross. He was buried. If he just died and buried like that, salvation would not have been completed. The redemption would not have been completed because it's like every other man who died and consumed in their graves. But the Son of God did not die like that. He rose again on the third day. He conquered sin, and not just sin, he conquered death. And overall, he conquered Satan, the curse of sin and death. And he gave us the victory. So for everyone that comes to Jesus, they have victory over sin, victory over death, and victory over Satan. That is why we always say, you need to be born again. And there is a way I say it. You are not saved until you are saved. You are not saved in terms of security until you are saved, until you have experienced the salvation, the gift of God. Let me ask you at this point, are you saved? If you're not saved, this is an opportunity for you to come into God's family. I'm going to say a short prayer, but I encourage you to say it with sincerity in your heart. Having faith that God can hear you where you are and you will be you will be saved in this moment. Please say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I acknowledge that you sent Jesus, your son, into the world to die for our sins. And I rose again on the third day and is coming back. Lord, today I choose to turn away from my sins. I confess every of my sins. And I receive Jesus into my heart today as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord. Give me your Holy Spirit to lead me on this journey. Thank you, Father, for receiving me into your family and for writing my name in the book of life. Amen. Congratulations if you said that prayer. You are now a part of God's family. There is a record in heaven that has the name of everyone that is saved. Your name has been included. I would love to hear from you. You don't do life alone when you're saved. You need a community, a family. It's called the church. Please do send me an email, terizakintaro at yahoo.com. And I would love to join you with you and connect you with a church in your city. Perhaps you're right here in my city, Glasgow. Join me at Destiny Church. Look up Destiny Church online and join us on our online services. You will be blessed you did. Wow. I had to do that at the very beginning. God loves everyone. And there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. I'm glad that someone has been saved by this. Let's go on right into this. Knowing our weapons. The first weapon that I want to talk about is the name of Jesus. You see why I had to make that salvation call. An unbeliever cannot use the name of Jesus for victory in battle. It is a believer that can use the name of Jesus. Well, before I go into telling you about the name of Jesus, I have a short story to tell you. But let me tell you this quote from Kennedy Hagen. The name of Jesus belongs to every believer, every child of God. If you are a believer and you're listening to this, the name of Jesus is yours to use anytime and every time. I'll tell you a story of Smith Wigglesworth, one of the great evangelists, a revivalist in those days. He shared a story once about a man named Lazarus in Wales. God had told Wigglesworth in England to go up to where he was, God had told Smigusworth to go to Wales and pray for this man, Lazarus. According to the story, Lazarus was a believer, more like an evangelist who had spent his life for God. You know, Lazarus was so busy that he had overworked and he had become sick. He had contacted tuberculosis and he was on his bed, bedridden for so long. Smigusworth came to pray for him. And Lazarus was more like skeleton covered up with thin flesh. 
Rigusword did hell he could. Lazarus did not rise up. Well, he gathered people together, about seven people or six, so they could pray for Lazarus. Lazarus still did not stand up. They anointed him, did all they know to do. But Lazarus was not healed still. The wonder they came together. And Rigusword said, we're not going to do anything. We are just going to use the name Jesus. Jesus, Yeshua. It means Jehovah, our salvation. As they start to call the name Jesus, the power of God came in that room. The first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And nothing happened still. Up to the fifth time, nothing happened. Then Wigusworth said to the man, Lazarus, the power of God is present here. It is yours to take if you want your healing. And Lazarus confessed, I've sinned against God. I've been bitter against God. Why? Because several things has happened. And he felt after spending all my life with God, how can God abandon me? Sometimes in our journey, we get what I call the Jonah syndrome. Perhaps I'll be doing a podcast on it at some point. We get to a point where we think certain things are not supposed to happen to us in life because we love God, because we serve God. Well, I'm not saying we should expect the bad, but when things happen, what we should look for is the solution and not to turn the blame on God. So Lazarus became bitter against God. Why would God let me be sick after spending my whole life preaching the gospel? And Wigusworth said to him, even right now, you can receive your healing. Then Lazarus cried out, oh God, forgive me. Acknowledge that I've sinned. As I cried out to God, the power of God came in the room again. The bed shook and Lazarus started to shake. And suddenly he was healed instantly and he stood up. What was the weapon he used? The name of Jesus. You would wonder, was there a stronghold? Yes, there was. And the stronghold was bitterness. Lazarus had become bitter against God. When there are strongholds in our lives, our prayers do not get answered. We have to let go of those things. Maybe you are still holding on to unforgiveness. This is the moment to let go. Maybe you're holding on to bitterness. Even it might be against yourself. This is the moment to let go. The name of Jesus is a powerful weapon in the mouth of those who know it. It is not just any name. It is the name of the anointed one. Jesus Christ is Yeshua Amashiach, Jehovah our salvation. Jeho- Yeshua is Jehovah our salvation. Amashiach is the Christ, the Messiah. And what does the Messiah mean? The anointed one and his anointing. So when we call this Jesus, I know there are several people that might be called Jesus in this time, but there is just one Jesus Christ. Is the one we're talking about here. And his name is powerful. How do I know that the name of Jesus is powerful? The Bible tells us in Philippians 2, 9, that God the Father has given Jesus a name above all names. They had the mention of the name of Jesus. Everything on earth and in heaven should bow. And every knee, every knee should bow. And every thong should confess that Christ is Lord. The name of Jesus answers not just here on earth, but in heaven and in every path, even beneath the earth, in the sea, the name of Jesus answers. Jesus is the one with the highest authority in the realm of the spirit and in the realm of the physical. So every forces recognizes that name. 
let me tell you this from an African background. I'm familiar with the fact that even traditionalists, the herbalists, and those even in occulty recognize the authority, the power that is in the name of Jesus. And I'm appalled when I see believers who do not know the power that is in the name that they carry. It's time we recognized that the name of Jesus is not just any name. It is more than a name. It is a name with authority. It commands results, not just on earth, but in heavens, in the heavenlies, on earth, beneath the earth. Wherever the name is mentioned, something happens. It's not just the mentioning of the name, but the faith in the name. How else do I know that the name of Jesus is a weapon in battle? Jesus himself told us to ask all things in his name. In John 16, 23, Jesus said, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. If you don't believe my words, believe Jesus' words. These are the words he spoke while he walked on earth. He never told a lie, and he never will tell a lie. He said, Whatever we ask the Father in my name, you may want to say, Teresa, but I've asked in the name of Jesus. Nothing has happened. Remember, we're talking about strongholds here. It's time we identify what the stronghold is. First of all, have you identified the stronghold that might be causing a delay and answers to your prayers or in that change you so desire? When you identify the stronghold, we're not talking about the weapons to use. Number one weapon for me is the name of Jesus. Because he died and he gained the name even by the sacrifice that he made for us. He died for this cause. First John 3 verse 8 says, Evil sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus, the Son of God, was manifested so that he can destroy the works of the devil. He destroyed the works of the devil by his death, burial, and resurrection. The name of Jesus is a powerful weapon in warfare because we have authority to cast out demons and break strongholds in that name. The name of Jesus is a powerful weapon when we truly know what we carry. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the disciples returned to Jesus after he had sent them how to preach. And they were so excited. They said to him, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. It was not just sickness that was subject through the name. Even devils, demons were subject to the disciples through the name of Jesus. How much more now? The demons are subject to us through his name. It is when we are truly standing in the authority of the name of Jesus that demons are subject to us. If we are not standing in that authority, nothing is subject to us. Another point why I know the name of Jesus is a weapon in warfare. The apostles walked miracles in the name of Jesus. In Acts 4 verse 10, when they asked Peter and John, how did this man receive his healing? They said, it is in the name of Jesus, the one whom you crucified. Miracles happen in his name. Salvation happens in his name. Healing happens in his name. Deliverance happens in his name. So there is no stronghold we may be faced with that we cannot overcome in his name. The name of God is a strong tower, according to Proverbs 18 verse 10. The righteous run in and they are saved. Let's look at David. When David was faced with Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, 
David identified that Goliath was without covenant covering. I said that in the last episode. But what did David do in verse 45? He said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Did you see that? In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. David came to Goliath in battle in the name of the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth. It was one of the names of God. And Jesus is the name of God equally because this is the son of God. He is not less than God. So the name of the Lord truly, according to Proverbs 18.10, is a strong tower. It is a place of safety that as children of God, when we run into the name, we find help, deliverance, salvation, and we come out with victory song. But then how do you use the name of Jesus in battle, in, in warfare? First of all, before we can use the name, you have to be saved. That was why I started with that call for salvation. The only way the name will answer is where there is relationship. In Matthew 10, when Jesus called the disciples to himself first before he sent them out. We need to be in relationship with the Lord, in fellowship and koinonia with the Lord before the name can answer for us. The name would not answer in the mouth of one without fellowship. Don't be like the sons of Sceva that wanted to use the name of the Lord against demons and the demons jumped on them. They said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached. Really? What about you? What do you know about this Jesus? It's time we get to know the Lord for ourselves. It's good to read history, but until we have encounters, we don't have convictions that we need to live a life of victory. How about praying to God for encounter, to know the Lord for yourself? So that you can stand on the authority of that name. The name of Jesus is not a servant. We need to know this in using the name as a weapon. The name of Jesus is not just something that's been given to us to use anyhow. In fact, one of the Ten Commandments is that you would honor the Lord with all your heart. And you don't call the name of the Lord in vain. So we are to honor the name of the Lord and nurture our relationship with him. If I only call the Lord when I need him, do you think he would answer me? No. But if I build my relationship with him, when I need him, before I call, he would answer. That is how it works. How about building your relationship with the Lord first? How about seeking to know him more through his word? How about spending time with him in prayer, rubbing minds with him, getting to know him more? Then you will see when you come face to face with situations, the name of the Lord would work for you. How else do we use the name of Jesus? We use the name of the Lord in line with the word of God. Whatever area you're seeking victory, you need to be sure it is in agreement. It is in line with what the Bible says. The name of the Lord will only work when it is in line with the word of God. Smith Wigglesworth, going to pray for Lazarus, was based on God's word to him. And the name of Jesus won in that battle. The name of the Lord would work for us when it is in line with the word. The name of the Lord would also work for us when we believe that there is power in the name. If you do not believe that there is power in the name, if you see the name as just any name, then the name would not work. We need to believe truly that there is power in the name. Are you convinced that there is power in the name of Jesus? 
You need to have faith in that name. Do you truly have faith in the name of Jesus? Or you have just turned the name of Jesus to one conjunction that you use in prayer. The name of Jesus is more than that. In fact, Jesus asking us to pray in his name is not so that we can hand every prayer in Jesus' name. No, it means pray in my place. Pray based on my relationship with the Father. Pray based on the authority that is in my name and the authority that I've given you. Pray standing in the place that have put you. Pray in my name, in my name. That is whatever you're asking because of your relationship with me, the Father will do. It's just like someone coming to me saying, would you give me these? William has asked me to ask for this. William being my son, I would regard that and I would give the person because it's my son who has sent them. It's based on relationship. How about using the name of Jesus with honor, with reference, but knowing that we're doing so because we have relationship with him. I'll tell you one of my experiences with the power in the name of Jesus. Years ago, we're traveling back in Africa and suddenly the car was swerving on the road. Do you know, it, it looked as if we had lost the brake and we thought that was going to be the end. Honestly, we all expected that this car would somersault. And suddenly we were shouting, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And all of a sudden, nothing stopping the car. It came to a stop by itself in front of a filling station. And when we came out, we realized that the front tires had busted. And you know, if you're a driver, you know that that's a dangerous thing to happen on a motorway. But you know what? The power in the name of Jesus saved us. We all came out unscratched. We came out clean. Well, you may say, Teresa, well, maybe something happened and the car just stopped. I know that it's more than something happening. It was the power in the name of Jesus. Because as we called that name, something happened. And the car came to her stop. Whatever stopped the car mechanically, maybe you want to explain that. Should have stopped it before we called the name of Jesus, but it didn't happen. But the car stopped when we called the name of Jesus. Have the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee bows. It's time for knees to bow in our lives. But it is at the mention of the name of Jesus. Do you have relationship with Jesus? Do you believe that there is power in the name of Jesus? Do you have faith in that name? I've told you the disciples used the name and they won. David used the name of God in battle and he won. The apostles worked miracles in the name. And Jesus himself told us to use his name. Nothing is stopping us. Except we are stopping ourselves. It's time to go and win in life. It's time to go and take the victory. Because Jesus has won the victory for us. The name of Jesus is more than a household name. There are several household names. If I say Apple, you think of iPhone. You think of iPads. And you think of MacBook. If I say Samsung, you think of Galaxy phones and all other things. But guess what? When I say the name of Jesus, I want you to think of demons fleeing, strongholds falling, mountains keeping like little lambs, and situations changing. It is time for situations to change in our lives. Let's pray in this moment. I want you to pray to God wherever you are listening to this podcast today. 
First of all, confess if you know in your heart you have doubts about the name of Jesus. Let's repent in this moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, in this moment, I pray for anyone that will be listening to this podcast that has lost faith in the name of Jesus because of situations that have stayed in their lives for years. Thank you, Father. Because of situations that have lasted 12 years. Because of situations that has lasted even beyond 12 years. Lord, I thank you for anyone that has lost faith in the name because they have prayed. It might even be a situation of seeking for the fruit of the womb and they have been weakened in their faith. Father, I pray today that you would revive them, Lord. Help them to see that there is power still in the name of Jesus. Even as you forgive Lazarus that I just shared about in this story and you raised him from that sick bed, Lord, help them to repent in this moment. I pray that the Spirit of God will speak to your heart and you would be reconciled with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, today we say that we truly believe in the name of Jesus. And we are making up our minds to use the name of Jesus rightly in line with your word and with honor and reference. I pray, Father, that as we engage the name of your son, Jesus, Yeshua Amashir, and the battles of our life that we win because you have called us for a life of victory. Thank you, Father. Zubranda kile rushubrande. Mazubre lika lembre zukotumba lika zianda kabarush. Thank you, Father, for the name of Jesus is a powerful weapon. And as we engage the name in battles, we see victory in the name of Jesus. For Goliath will fall flat before us. The mountains will skip like little lambs. Long-standing situations are shifting position in this moment as your people begin to enjoy, engage the name of Jesus. I see sicknesses disappearing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for lumps in the body will disappear as we engage the name of Jesus. The source that we carry in our body that we don't know the source will disappear as we engage the name of Jesus. Lord, the pains in people's hearts will disappear. Thank you, Father, for the stronghold of unforgiveness, bitterness, Lord, and anger is broken as we engage the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for generational strongholds are broken as we engage the name of Jesus. The name Yeshua Amashir answers for us in battle. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We conquer. We win by the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. Lord, I thank you for there will be praise reports arising, Lord, even from this word that has been shared today. I give you thanks. I give you glory. Blessed be your holy name, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for praying with me. If there was any word that, that, that struck a chord in your heart as a came, please pray over that word and claim it for yourself. Claim the victory and I would love to hear from you. Well, why don't you share this podcast with someone who needs to know about the weapons that they need to win in life? Remember, the name of Jesus is more than an household name. It is a name that commands results, both in heaven and on earth. Let's go ahead and win with the name. Look forward to the next episode. Coming out next Saturday on Knowing Your Weapons. And on Monday, remember to pray the Psalms with me. Thank you once again for tuning in to Triumphant in Christ. Do not forget to subscribe or follow on whatever platform you choose to listen to your podcast. And you'll be able to get all updates directly in your inbox. I pray that you have a wonderful time. The name of the Lord would answer for you in this season and beyond. Be blessed. Bye for now.